So welcome everyone to our podcast. It's great to be back and have you back. Uh, so welcome to this place called Bethany. And if you have been listening to our other episodes, we have been sharing about our lives as uh, women living single for the Lord and the Bethany Association. We have been talking to some of our sisters about their houses, their jobs, their lives, their housemates, and just hearing about their stories. And today and next week also, we're going to change a bit from that. And we want to share with you some thoughts and stories and uh, yeah, just what's in, in our minds or hearts about uh, the season of Advent. And uh, today uh, we have a very special and dear friend and sister and guest today, who is Anne-Marie, who's joining us here from Glasgow. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hello, Monse. Hello. Hola. Oh, and also, I am Monse <laughs> from <laughs> Ecuador. <laughs> And, and I'm Chris from Belfast. But you know us, so that is not exciting. Um, anyway, so we are here today. We want to talk about Advent and Advent as a time of, of waiting, of preparing for Jesus to come to us uh, in Christmas. And I remember, well, the, the first week of Advent, I, well, I'm, I'm Catholic, so I went to Mass on the first Sunday of Advent. And something that really uh, stayed with me was that the priest was talking about uh, the when Jesus comes. So the many like different times or ways that Jesus comes. So of course, you know, the first time he came, which is what we are preparing for Christmas. And then uh, what do we wait with hope? And what do we, you know, live for, which is his second coming when he will come again and reign over everything. And then he also mentioned that uh, it was very important to also think about uh, uh, not only this two comments of Jesus, but uh, when has Jesus come into my life personally? And uh, I think that really helped me to focus on, uh, yes, like when did Jesus came as a bam in my life and how <laughs> does he want to come again, especially during this Advent? So we want to share a bit of that with you all today and next week also. Yeah. I'm very excited that we have uh, Anne-Marie with us. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for joining us. So good to have you. And I'm very much looking forward to what you have to say about Advent. Um, I wanted to just start off by introducing you briefly before giving you a chance to introduce yourself. Um, so as Anne-Marie, I think, said herself, she's from Glasgow in Scotland. Anne-Marie is a woman that I know as a lover of Jesus, definitely. Also a lover of art and beauty and nature. Anne-Marie, I've known you as a missionary through and through. I was joking with Monse earlier, I think it's almost impossible for you not to talk to strangers about Jesus. Um, <laughs> True. Some, yeah. Something I greatly admire. Um, and a fun fact, perhaps, and a great blessing to me is that, um, I don't know, it must be one or two years now that every Sunday morning I get a message from you, a text message because you pray um, probably every day, but especially on Sundays, and you message me with a word of prayer and blessing. And it just, yeah, that to me is such a good example of the kind of woman you are, um, a woman of prayer, a woman of great love for people. And I'm excited that we get to chat with you a bit. And perhaps before we launch into Advent chat, you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. What do you do these days? Perhaps your favorite winter drink, your favorite book. 
love it, love it. Um, what I do these days, um, well, it's like I escaped from teaching in high school. Um, but in some ways, my mission hasn't changed or stopped like I am, as uh, Christiana has mentioned. Um, very much involved in mission here uh, and with a lot of friends, women uh, that I've got special friendships with. I call them my mission friends. Uh, and they'll come along for prayer or they come along to some of our events. Um, and that's just ongoing and that's uh, really special. Um, and always will be special, actually. It's something that Jesus has put in my heart. So it's kind of there. And um, but if I think about my favourite winter drink, oh, it's a mixture of heady, heavy cocktails. Or <laughs> I like cherry brandy, but I will not drink it in small amounts. I like <laughs> mulled wine, but I love the smell of mulled wine. I love mm. the spices and just reminds me of winter, Advent, Christmas, and I love hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. So they're my favourite things. And uh, when it comes to my favourite books, uh, because we are in this season, I actually do love A Christmas Carol. I love it. Marley was dead to begin with. We have got to be very sure of that. This is story starts. I love it. Because it is like a, it's like another chance story. It's like a, a conversion. And, and I just love that. I love that story uh, this time of year as well, that somebody can change mm -hmm. and there's hope. And it, but really, I was thinking of the real series of books that I love, um, are the Narnia Chronicles by C.S. Lewis, mm -hmm. like The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. I lived in that wardrobe as a child. I think I grew up in that wardrobe. Okay, going into Narnia, coming back home, going to school, boring, boring, and then back into Narnia. So, but also the pleasure is in storytelling, mm -hmm. just storytelling, using those stories and telling others. So yeah. I have, I've just really had great pleasure in, the, in those books all my life, both reading and telling. Mm -hmm. We have actually, before we go to the next question, I have to say, last year I think we had a special treat Monsa and I when it was Zoom time and we would have loved to visit Anri, um, but weren't able to and uh, we got the treat of an evening of um, sitting in front of our screen in Belfast by an open fire with hot chocolate I think uh, listening to Anri on the screen sitting in Glasgow and telling us I think it was a whole hour and a half he told us the story of the line oh, yeah. the wardrobe and it was that, amazing yeah. you are yeah. such an amazing storyteller I loved it it's one of my favorite whole book it was Win wintry uh, wintry winter memories yeah thank you it was so good that after listening to you tell us a story we decided to watch the movie and I mean, it was a bit disappointing, like, the, like compared to all the detail that you have told us. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so Anne-Marie is also a great uh, storyteller and also very generous with her time since she just sat there and talked to us. And it was it was so good. So before we start talking uh, and dwell deep into this is on a, of Advent, um, going back a bit to what uh, I was uh, sharing a bit at the beginning about this, uh, when uh, like when has Jesus come into our lives apart from you know when he came for all humanity and we will 
when he will come again for all of us but when has he come to our lives I wanted to ask you that first um, like how do you remember it or how did you experience the first time that Jesus came into your life personally um, I vividly vividly remember when I first met Jesus um, but if I start the story um, in the family story so you understand some Mm-hmm. of what happened um we were a very happy family uh, mom dad gran lived with us and a wonderful sister called phil and um and god was a big presence in our life i mean we prayed uh, together every day as a family and we were often at church so god was was huge in the foreign family and then we had some hard times um Dad died when I was in primary school and mum and gran died when we were in high school. And that left Phil and I. And I have to say, we two teenagers at the time thought we were doing really well <laughs> in a teenager fashion. Um, but the truth was, it was significant hardship. Mm-hmm. And there was great loss. It's almost as you get older, you realise the impact of what was taking place. But one of the things that started to happen is I would ask questions like, where is God when you're asking for help? How does God respond to our prayers when we really are in big need? And I was thinking, are you there? (laughs) If you're there, do you care? How near are you to us? Now that was, they were hard questions. And they weren't easily answered. And also I had this notion uh, that love was something that human beings had dreamed up, that we dreamed of love, that it would be wonderful if love could be in our lives. But there was a brokenness in us that we seemed unable to give or unable to receive. Now, you've got to remember, that was a teenager brain thinking. But it was still trying to think and work its way out of what was happening. And um, so I went to Glasgow School of Art for four years, and then I went through to Edinburgh. And when I was in Edinburgh, training to be a teacher, they asked me to sell books at a day of renewal. And I was like, I didn't even know what renewal was. But I thought it was kind of like a lively retreat day. And let me tell you, it was lively. So I'm selling these books just in a sleepy Saturday student fashion. I went into the hall to see what they were up to. And I I nearly had a heart attack because they were shouting at the top of their voices. You have have maybe experienced this. Shouting at the top of their voices, uh, singing every hymn as loudly as they could. Uh, clapping and everything, everything. It was like chaos, total chaos. And I was thinking, this is supposed to be their prayer time. I thought, strange. But then, here's something, they started to pray in tongues and I didn't know what the gift of tongues was. And I was like, hmm. But then they started to sing in tongues. And to this day, and I am telling you the truth, 
I had never heard a sound as beautiful as that singing in tongues in my whole life. It stopped me in my tracks at that moment. I, I stopped breathing and I knew their souls were singing a love song to God. Their souls were singing a love song to God. And I'm like almost devastated because I'm like, how, how, can, how can they know you like this? Or how can they sing to you like this with their hearts? Because the song would go loud and quiet and loud. And, and it was deeply in love, deeply a love song to God. And I was like, you know, I was lonely for God. I was lonely for God. And they knew him. And I'm like, I don't know you like this. I don't know you like this, love. I don't, they, you must love them or they can't, they can't respond and sing like this unless you love them. So that was really hard. And I remember thinking, get a grip. Don't let these strange Christian people get to you in any fashion. Uh, don't let them get to you. And I remember going out selling my books, quite happily having my sandwich, going, I'm glad I'm out of there. But I tell you, it wasn't the Christian people that were getting to me. It was God. God was getting to me. God was getting to my heart. He was coming in to where I most needed him, where I was most lonely for him. So lunch finished and I went back in thinking I was all sorted, cool, calm, collected, not. And uh, I'm sitting in the hall and they prayed a prayer that they prayed when I was a child. And in it, Jesus is given the title, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. A Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And at that moment, I turned round to Jesus and I said, Jesus, and it was a small, wee, short prayer. I said, Jesus, if you are the Lamb of God, then I'm sorry and I ask you to help me. Mm. And he, he did. He was right there next to me. I mean, he was, uh, he was right there and he loved me and he loved me and he loved me. I was melting. I mean, I had only just said one wee sorry because I knew that sorry was right in the presence of God. And also in the presence when it comes to Advent, sorry is right. And, um, and it was such an encounter with him. And, I, and I, I went home and I cried the whole weekend because he just loved me. I just felt the love. I was thinking, how did I miss that love? How did I not realize you loved me like this? And it just kept coming and coming. And on Monday morning, I went into the class because I was training to be a teacher. It was third year pupils. They're about 14, 15 years of age. They're all chatting away about what they did at the weekend. And I said, you'll never guess what I did at the weekend and what happened to me, says the teacher. And the children all came round and were like, what happened, Miss? Like, did your boyfriend propose? What happened? Like, what is that? And all the fashion, you know, they all love all the romantic stuff. And I'm like, no, I met Jesus. I met Jesus 
and he forgave me my sin and he's alive and he loves us and he loves you. He loves you. And, and one of them came up and she stroked my arm and said, are you all right, miss? And I just loved, I loved her. I loved her kindness. And I loved the fact that Jesus just set me free. I had no language, uh, but all my life I've been telling people the same story. And I tell you this now in this Advent podcast, Jesus loves you and Jesus forgives you your sin. And that's why we have a savior and a Messiah. And that's what the coming of him and Advent was all about. And I haven't stopped uh, telling that story. And I'm delighted to tell it today because it's part of our Advent inheritance. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Anne Marie. I've heard you tell the story a couple of times before, and I'm always moved just by, yeah, by the story and by how you experience Jesus coming to you. Um, and I think I don't know how it is for others listening, but I think what it does in me is always it, it gives me that sense of longing to meet Jesus like that. Um, I have met Jesus like that in different ways, but I think. For me, that's um, it is an Advent story in that it it gives me a sense of longing for him and longing for his love and longing for him to come and meet me um, and me stretching out to him. But also that I, what I love in your story is how Jesus really just came to you. Um, and I think that is, yeah, that's what strikes me in Advent every year, that Jesus just came to us. It's not like anybody really summoned him. Um, that was his great idea and initiative to come and so yeah we are in the season of waiting for him longing for him longing for his love and I'd love to hear a bit more just about um, your thoughts on Advent Um, perhaps just very simply what is your favorite thing about Advent but Mm -hmm. also what does it mean to you? Um, I know oh well that's a, a deep one um, and, and my thoughts are kind of small, but I'll share with you, I'll share with you what I have in this. Um, my favourite thing about Advent is that Jesus comes to save us from our sins and from death in a terrible darkness and bondage to the enemy. And here comes our beloved Jesus, the innocent one, the holy one. Um, so it's just, he takes my breath away. Um, how he comes to us and I treasure and I ponder all the you know the prophecies and scripture that talk about uh, about the coming of the Messiah they like they kind of whisper down the centuries to us that there is a Messiah coming there is a saviour coming one who will rescue us and like one of my favourite verses is you know like the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. Isaiah, and you're just like, that light broke in my life the day I met Jesus, and has never stopped shining. And also as well, like um, Zechariah's song in Luke, uh, the loving kindness of the heart of our God, who visits us like the dawn from on high. And when you think of the dawn breaking in darkness, mm-hmm. and you think mm-hmm. of his tender love, so I kind of, it's just all to do with, Jesus, the favourite thing about 
Advent is Jesus, the favourite person about Advent is Jesus. There are other people that I love and admire and I think, oh, here comes John the Baptist or, oh, look, there's Mary, wonderful Mary with a beautiful yes, or there's Joseph, that quiet, steady Joseph. But really, when Jesus comes, the centre stage is taken and remains that way. So that's kind of what I love about Advent and and just him bringing down the enemy. Mm -hmm. He brings down sin, he brings down fear, death, rebellion, all the resistance. He just sets himself against it with his love, his holy love, and he, and he brings it down. So mm -hmm. um, it's just God's presence with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. We are not alone in any of the struggles, the struggles against sin, against ourselves sometimes, uh, the pain, the sorrow that life brings, the COVID suffering that has come upon us and still here in 2021, he comes, he comes to help, he comes to heal, he comes to rescue. Oh, so mm -hmm. I like the fact we set aside time to wait for him. Yeah. And I, that I can empty uh, some of my clutter list and my to-do list. Um, it's almost like I have to empty some of my life to make space again for what matters in Advent. So not a time for striving or trying to be busy, busy. It's just put the brakes on. That's what Advent's about. Put the brakes on and press the pause button because something big is going down and is happening. And let's not miss it. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Um, you just, I like the way you just said, you know, Advent is about waiting and it's about decluttering, pressing the pause button. Um, can you explain a bit more? What what does it actually look like practically? How do you press the pause button? Or also, uh, maybe it's a bit different, but is there something you personally wait for during Advent? Mm -hmm. um, I think like I, I'm learning I'm just learning. I've got a nail plate on my back uh, when it comes to waiting. Um, and there's something in me sometimes that uh, I want to run around. I can be quite an active person. Mm -hmm. But there's something about Advent that's just saying, shh, still, be still and be quiet. And so I think for me, it's like learning in my prayer time, actually, sometimes just to be silent just to enjoy the silence of God's love and his presence. And it kind of surprises me and it's so healing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think I can get up to a lot of striving, but it's more about waiting. Advent is more about waiting. And in that, Advent reminds me of Bethany. There's something about, it's a season more of waiting than striving. So mm -hmm. sit and be still, sit and be quiet. And do I know how to be that? Can I be quiet for long? Can I be still for long? So it's a learning just to sit and be and wait on God coming. And it's like, and Bethany, like, it's learning to stop everything and to sit and wait at the feet of Jesus. And that woman, the first woman of Bethany did that. She sat when all activity was going on 
and she sat and was just at the feet of Jesus. No distractions, nothing was going to take her away from that moment. And there's a kind of Advent moment in that, a, a, a sense of enjoying his presence, going deeper. And it's not so much, say, my effort or my pushing. It's literally just sitting and being with Jesus and learning to let go of the Anne-Marie. And sometimes I feel like running away, um, a bit like Genesis 3 when God says, where are you? I'm hiding because of my sin or I'm running away or I'm lost because I haven't got a clue where I am Mm -hmm. and I'm upset. I'm upset, Jesus. So it's that sort of just sitting still and quietly. And sometimes it's just saying, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm learning to repent. I'm learning to let Jesus be the Lord and surrender a little of my life. And it's hard to put into words. That's hard to put into words. I'd love, I'd love to be able to say, oh, I've got a wee to-do list that I do at Advent and it works every year, because it doesn't. I'd love to be able to say, I put this on a sticker and it worked 100% for me, because it doesn't. It's only Jesus that works for me. And it's only, it's Jesus that I long for it again for. And it's that, I suppose Advent calls me to choose the better part. Choose the better part what my whole call and creation was about in him and in Bethany, choose the better part and and don't miss it. Thank you, Anne Marie. Um, I, I was going to ask them, like, how do you pray during Advent? What do you do? Do you have any advice that you can give us? But I think you have already said all of that uh, about just sitting like being still and waiting for Jesus and making some silence and being aware that it's not about a to-do list uh, that we need to fill in to say I am like living it I am getting ready for Advent or for Jesus but just giving him uh, this space to do that and I think uh, to that I would just add I am well I've been reading uh, a book like rereading a book recently it's called The Read of God and it has a chapter about Advent and I was uh, like stroke, struck, 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 and about how um, what what God asks of Mary is just uh, like when you know the angel comes and says you know like do you want to do this like for you know to have the son of God and the, what she says yes to doesn't really changes her life in a way like she continues to be a young woman who is to be betrothed to this man and. The, like her day-to-day sort of, it doesn't involve that she suddenly like moves or has like a lot of power or like it doesn't change those parts of her life. But what she has to do now is live her life, what her life would have been like anyway. But knowing that uh, something in her has deeply changed, like what she's living now is completely given over to God because of, you know, life that is happening uh, within her. But the rest of her life has not changed. You know, if she had to go to the well to get water, it's still happening. If she had to like meet Joseph for, I don't know, date night or whatever, it's still happening. It's the same, but what she is living now is transformed by the reality of everything that I do now is, you know, with the power of the spirit, knowing that this is happening, that Jesus is coming. Uh, so I think I would also just add that, like just 
we sit still and we make some silence and we make room for Jesus. But the waiting, it's also about what my life looks like right now. I give it a new purpose, knowing that there is life that is coming to me and how that can really change what our normal life, normal lives uh, look like. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really like that it made me made like gave me a lot of hope for just regular life, which sometimes is not so excited or maybe doesn't feel like Advent yet. But it is uh, Christ's life is growing in us already, whether we can see it or not. So thank you. Uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you all who have been listening. Uh, and we will not see you but you will hear us next week when we will come back with Anne-Marie for stories of hope during Advent so thank you very much and we will see you next week God bless you thank you thanks bye 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 God bless praying for you <laughs>